Welcome to the ball club. All right. Welcome to the ball club. I'm your host, Joey, here with my co-host, Austin. Harry is out this week on Forge, but it's all right. We're going to talk about the uh, free agency pitching market for 2023. And I want to start with Jacob deGrom. Austin, where do you think he pans? Do you think he gets a big contract? Where do you think he's going to end up being? One of the best pitchers of our day. I'll let you start it off. What's up, guys? I uh, just want to say real quick, Harry, we miss you. Excited for you to come back next week. But uh, this is a fun topic because I thought Harry was really going to have an interesting take on this. I know what Harry's going to say. He's going to say the Mets are going to retain him, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but just based on his, some of his statements, it's kind of the same thing with Judge. He's kind of making a lot of like very cryptic statements about not really committing back to the Mets. So I kind of think he's gone. I've been seeing a lot of reports about DeGrom wanting to play in Texas. I don't really understand why he would want to go play for the Rangers if he wants to win, because the Rangers are apparently the front runner in Atlanta. I don't know. Have you seen that, Joey? That this is, the yeah, this is what I've heard. Front runners again. I've heard that too. And while, real quick, while you say that, I'm looking yeah. at their their chart. They have John Gray, who's a really good one to two pitcher. They just picked up Odorizzi, who's a a back end guy who could be better than what he's put up. And then they have a lot of young guys that yeah really didn't put out last year. So it would make sense for Texas to sign them. But yeah, yeah, they want to spend money. They went out and got Seager and Simeon who both yeah. kind of underperformed. I, I think Sidney might have been a bit of a fluky player. He's not the best defensive player in the world. And I mean, I, I get it. We're talking about DeGrom here, but you know, I could see him maybe looking at the Astros. I know the Astros can actually afford him, which is crazy because they don't same with, you know, a lot of other teams, they don't spend a ton of money on their star players, which is crazy that they can even afford him. You know, the best team in baseball could possibly get the best pitcher in baseball. Granted, if they don't re-sign Verlander, which is a real possibility. Right. I, I probably see DeGrom taking a, lesser years because i don't think he's going to get the term that he wants just based off the fact that he did get injured last year and he has a bit of an injury history i think he's going to get paid a monumental amount annually though we can see him getting 40 to 42 million like a max scherzer yeah like a scherzer type deal i think he'll probably get four years 140 million something like that which is crazy but i could see it happening because he's that talented and my pick for him is you're gonna like this one tell me the atlanta braves (laughs) I see the Braves picking him up. There's a lot of talk that he was interested in the Braves during the season that they really like him. They can afford him. Why not take a waiver, go out and go pick him up, stack him with Freed, have probably the best pitching staff in baseball. Um, I could really see it happening. I, I like the Braves. I think the Braves are a good team to go get him. I think they'll spend the money to go get him. And if he wants to win, like he says he does, I think he either goes to the Braves or, you know, if he really wants to play in Texas, I think he goes to the Astros. So. What do you think, I like that. I, I don't. Th- so, I think he's done with the Mets. There's no way he goes back to the Mets. Yeah, so I, I think know. he's done with the Mets. I mean, here's the thing though: with the Mets, it's hard to say anybody's done because you never know what kind of what kind of money Steve Cohen's willing to spend. I mean, we know he's willing yeah. to spend it all. Look at the contract he just gave Edwin Diaz. That was the biggest contract ever for a reliever. Yeah. Um, his last that, two but... seasons. This is the concern for me. He played 11 games this last season, and then 15 before that. He is getting older too, so I don't. I don't want to like jump the gun and say he's injury prone because he's besides those two years, he's like made all the starts pretty much every season before that. But these last two years have been rough. So mm-hmm. he's still one of the best pitchers in the game. Everybody knows that. I, I, you know, I did read that there's a link to Texas and I thought about the Astros, but I really thought, okay, with the depth that they have and their rotation already being pretty stacked, I don't think they're going to spend the money on that. I think maybe they'll look to spend it elsewhere, maybe at a catcher. Cause that's kind of what they need right now. I, and the Astros aren't really known to spend money. They kind of have a lot of, um, 
you know, guys locked up on cheaper deals for longer term. So is it possible? Yes. I could, I could see the Texas Rangers and here's why they, they definitely need another, they definitely, the Texas Rangers need at least like two pitchers if they want to compete at all, but they need, they need a whole lot. And that's a whole nother rabbit hole, but Texas can afford them because they're only spending money on two guys and Seager and Simeon. He would, he would be great for the front of their rotation. And a lot of guys want to sign to Texas, not necessarily because they're competitive, but because you're making the most money there because of the tax, the income tax. So it's possible. Um, I've, the only reason I could see him going to the Rangers over the Braves is because I think the Rangers will be willing to give him more years. Like I could see him getting a three, four year deal in Texas and maybe like a two year deal in Atlanta. I don't know if Atlanta wants to gamble that high of money for, you know, with the, with the past that he's had. So I think it's the Rangers or the Braves as well. Yeah. Don't you think though, and I was just thinking about this, mm-hmm. if he really does want to win, like he, he says he wants to win, right? right. He's, he's a, the only thing that he's missing on his resume really is like a playoff you know, I know he performed in like 2014, 2015 when the Mets played, but he wasn't like the ace that he is now at that time. I think the only thing he's missing from his resume to really make him like the greatest pitcher of all time is like a great is either a World Series or like a dominant playoff start where his team really, really needs it because, you know, there's no other option but for them for him to come out and just absolutely shove. So I could see I just don't I feel like if he goes to the Rangers, the timetable doesn't work out like right. they're not going to be ready to win in three, four years. And if I he agree. only gets three, four years by then it's just not going to work out for him to get that, you know, vintage playoff start that we get from some of the, like the Justin Verlanders of the world that cement them as the greatest pitchers ever, or that, right. you know, we talk about great playoff performances, like, you know, Lester or back in the day, like the Andy Pettit performances or stuff like that. Like it's crazy that to think that he doesn't even have any of that shilling. Right. It's crazy to think that DeGrom doesn't have his playoff moment yet. He did win the Padres game uh, this last season, right? So, yeah, I mean, that was a good start. Back? Yeah, but yeah. we're not going to look back on right. that. No, that wasn't know. like a huge, 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 like, yeah. you know, the Braves game was kind yeah. of fluky. So, no, I, I can see what you're saying. I see that. Yeah. But, see you that. know, he's going to get paid every – he's going to get paid every dollar he wants. He's the best. Exactly. He's got the greatest, the greatest stuff I've ever seen from a pitcher mm-hmm. by far. So, it'll and be And one thing before we move on, before we move on from him, like if you – if he, you know, say he does go back to the Mets, I think he's going to need – some kind of reassurance that they're going to go after pitching. Cause right now, if you look at their rotation, it's Scherzer and that's it because they're, you yeah. know, Bassett opted out. He's a free agent. Yeah. Walker's a free agent. So that's the They just spent a lot of money on a closer that the last two years prior to this was not that good. Right. They so, spent a lot of money. on. And we know how closers are with guys like Craig Kimbrell. They can just go downhill real quick. So we'll see. I do Maybe. think the Mets have a competitive lineup. I just think that their bullpen and their pitching is, is really what's going to be needed to yeah. work on this year. And I just don't know. I, like, I know Steve Cohen can spend whatever he wants, but I don't know how much he's truly willing to go. Cause I know he wants to rebuild the farm as well. So yeah. there's, I think DeGrom would need some reassurance if he goes back to the Mets and say, Hey, we're going to resign some pitchers. Cause it can't just be him and Scherzer and McGill. They need, yeah. they need other guys. Yeah. I'd agree with that. All right. Moving on from DeGrom. The next hottest guy is, uh, I said hottest guy, hottest pitch. <laughs> Carlos Rodon. He is a good so, looking guy. He is a good looking guy. Yeah. So he, I was, I think me and you were just talking about this. We were shocked when the White Sox, uh, they didn't offer him the qualifying offer in 21, right? Or uh, no, in, in 22. I, I believe they, walk. I don't, I think they did let him walk because of his injury history, which is crazy. He came off of Cy Young possibility of a year. Right. So. so he's had two seasons in a row now where he's pitched under a two ER or under a three ERA. 2021, 24 games. And then this year he made every start 178 innings. So I can see the giants trying to retain him. I think he's a guy, he's 29 years old. 
he's clearly he's had two good seasons now he's clearly come out of like you know because he was like a mid pitcher before that and he was injury prone but i think he's shown he could be healthy he's shown he's found his stuff he's a lefty i think a lot of teams could benefit from him i think the giants should try to retain him i could see the dodgers going after them because they're always dodgers are always in on some kind of pitching yeah but i think he'll get like a five six year deal somewhere it could be you know on the east as well the phillies are going to need pitching what do you think yeah uh, especially if you got to think, especially if the Dodgers lose Anderson too, they're going to probably want to go out and get another lefty arm to replace, right. which they always do. Um, yeah, I think the Giants are going to try to re to resign him. I think if they do that massive judge contract that we we're talking about, I don't think they're going to. I could see him being a replacement for the Mets if they lose Degrom. I could see them trying to get him at a cheaper cost, which I think would be awesome. I think that would be super good for New York. My top spots for him are probably the Angels, who desperately need pitching. They do. More than anything on earth, they need pitching so badly. And I could maybe see somebody like the Blue Jays who really need pitching. They could go out and get a big lefty arm like him um, or the Bay going back to San Francisco. But for me, it's probably the Angels. I think the Angels are going to spend money. If they're going to spend money, it's it's going to be on a premium guy like Radon, who we were just talking about it before we even started the pod. He's a, he's a power lefty arm. How often do you find a lefty that throws 99 you know, who's the only guy that I can think of is maybe like Shane McClanahan. <laughs> Besides that, not a lot of lefty guys that are throwing 100 miles an hour with nasty stuff like Radon. He's going to get paid a lot of money, too. He is. I think he's going to get a five, six-year deal yeah. over 20 mil. Because um, he was healthy this year, and he was healthy he was. last year, and he was, he was a, you know, Cy Young candidate type guy the last two years. I could see him even coming, going somewhere and being a Cy Young. He's got that type of stuff. So, yeah, I think, Radon. Um, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just saying, yeah, Verdon, I think I think Angels make sense for him. Yeah, the Angels do need pitching. I can see him going to the Padres, and I'll tell you why. So the Padres have – the Padres, we know, they love building through free agency and trades. And right now, they they did lose some pitching. They lost um, – Clevenger is gone. He's going to be out of their rotation. Thank I don't God. see them re-signing him after that performance he had. And who's no. the other guy they lost? Oh, Sean Manaya was the other guy. So I can see them going after Rodon. They have you Darvish. They have Musgrove and Snell, and that's that's it for them right now. So I think Rodon makes a ton of sense for them. I think they do have the payroll to do it. Um, and I just think it makes sense for both sides. I think Rodon is, you know, he's had a taste of California. Maybe he wants to stay, uh, go to a nicer spot than San Francisco, which would be San Diego. And they're, you know, San Diego is shown they're going to compete. And they're, you know, they have a few years left with Soto and a couple of their key players. So I think it would make sense for them to bring him in. Yeah, we, I think we're all in uh, agreement. He's going to go to California. Just depends yeah. on where. So yeah, I don't think he goes back to Chicago. I think Chicago um, no. letting him walk was a big mistake. I wouldn't want to go back to Chicago after that. No, anyway. and, and they, they got so much drama circulating there. You know, like they don't. They the don't coaching. Seem, they don't seem like a stable team to me. Right. So. Right. Next guy, I'll talk about um, Justin Verlander. I'm going to tell you what I think. I think, and it's really bothering me that I, you know, me as a Yankee fan, I see a ton of Yankees fans that are like, "Get Verlander, get Verlander, get Verlander." Here's the thing: guy's 40 years old. I have no doubt in my mind that he's going to come back and pitch another one to two amazing seasons. I have no doubt. Verlander's going to go back to the Astros. I don't have any other prediction for him. I think he's going to dictate how many years and how much money they want. And the Astros are going to be like, yep, that's cool with us. Take it. I don't think he wants to pitch anywhere else. He clearly loves yeah. it there. Um, and, you know, for, for a team like the Yankees, who, you know, where pitching isn't necessarily the need right now, you know, they, they need a guy that can perform in the postseason. And Verlander's been very up and down in that fact. So I think he stays in Houston. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it makes sense for the Yankees in, you know, the Red Sox were saying a lot of stuff too. I've seen a lot of Red Sox Twitter talking about go get Verlander, go get Verlander, go get Verlander. I think every team in baseball wants Verlander. Right. 
but you got to think he's only going to probably go to the big markets because he wants to win and he's going to get paid that 40 million possibly a year type of contract you know maybe two years 80 million something crazy like that right he's proved he's the best pitcher in baseball and he's 40 years old it's, it's unbelievable yeah i think there's two routes he can go he, he can either take like a three-year max deal um where he can get you know over 20 a year for the three years or yeah, he maybe can, does like know, 90 million yeah. three years or, yeah or he, or he can do what kershaw is doing and just take a one-year deal and just decide okay do i want to pitch this year yes or no and with a little bit more annual value than Kershaw gets. I think that's kind of what yeah. he's going to do is just say, yeah, I'll pitch again this year. Pay me this. And yeah. they'll pay him and then he'll figure out if he wants to pitch again. Yeah. I could see the, you know, what does make sense about the Yankees though is, you know, they have to really convince judge to come back. And I think if they go out and they say, Hey, look at us, we're building around you. We're, we're getting the best pitcher in baseball. We're, we're, we're signing other guys. We're trying to build a championship team around you. Maybe they try to sign a guy like Verlander and say, and that's their intrigue to bring back judge um right something like that that makes sense to me but i do think he's gonna go back to the astros i don't think he has any interest in leaving he just won a world series he's they'll pay him whatever they want to pay him so yeah the astros make sense to me i think he goes back on like a one or two year deal with crazy crazy annual contract for a 40 year old pitcher right and and just back to the yankees real fast i you know they definitely do need you know a starter they do have some depth like they they could just go internal because they have a solid one through four and and cole nestor sevi and montas so if they want to go get somebody they can I think Rodon would be the guy to get from them because they they need another like power lefty. Like I know Nestor's a lefty, but he's not like that power guy. He's so I think yeah, I think he would make sense for them. I don't think they go after him. I think they have too many offensive holes to fill. Um, but that's that's kind of my take on what the Yankees should do if I was the GM. Yep. So my next my next guy is Chris Bassett. And before we talk about Chris Bassett, he's 34 years old. He had a pretty good season. Um, I have like this theory that people that come from Oakland don't do as well after they leave Oakland. That's just me. But he did have a good season. He pitched a 3-4-2. ERA had 30 starts, a little shaky. Well, not a little shaky. He was shaky in the playoffs. If you're the Mets or you're a Mets fan, and I'm I'm going to have to get Harry's take on this when he's back, you got to be a little concerned right now with that rotation. Because right now it's, yeah. I mean, Scherzer and McGill. So, and he just opted out of the qualifying offer, which I figured he would. He's 34. He probably wants some years. So um, I could see a slew of teams going after Bassett. I could see the Cardinals. I could see the White Sox. These are all teams that are going to need pitching. Um, he's, I wouldn't say he's a back-end guy. I'd say he's a two, three. Yeah. I don't, I'd say he's right in the middle of a, of a rotation. I, I think if right. you're, if you're a team that's going to go out and say, man, Chris Bassett, he's going to be our ace. We're going to go pick him up because he had a good year this year. I, I think you're in a lot of trouble. Right. You know, and a lot of the lower end teams might go out and give him a pretty good contract and say, you know, we need pitching so bad that we're going to build around a guy. I could see a team like the giants. I could see a team like you were talking about the Padres earlier. They needed, they need more pitching and just in the right. middle of their rotation. I think it's yeah. I think it's he's gonna. I don't really have a specific team for him. I think the Mets try to resign him, but I think a team that's like a contender, like the Cardinals, like the Padres, like you know maybe even the Giants, if they become a contender this year, that need to just like kind of get more pitching depth. They might go out and sign Bassett, decent contract. He's gonna get more money than he probably deserves because I don't think he's as good as he was last year. Really, I think he's he's closer to me like a three six three seven guy more so than like a three zero guy. Right. But I think he's going to go out and just – I think a, a contender is going to overpay because they need a little bit of pitching depth, and they're going to put him in the middle of the rotation and hope he can be like a 3-4 guy that pushes you over over the hump. And the Mets do, the Mets do make sense. I, I totally forgot to mention yeah. that they they did re-sign um, Carrasco, and he's a back-of-the-end guy, so they do need yeah. like a middle middle guy. I could see, um, you know, Philly going for him too. Like I think Philly's yeah. on this high right now where they want to compete, and they you know they just lost Eflin and Syndergaard, so they're going to need a starter as well. So there's a few yeah. places – I think he fits get, a lot of good places. Yeah, if they go out and they get Bassett and then they go out and they get, you know, like a Trey Turner, I think that puts them over the hump. 
Yeah, it really does. That makes them really, really good. That that fills in the holes that they need because their biggest issues were table setters on the offense, and they need middle-of-the-road pitching depth behind Wheeler. So that would make right. sense. Bassett to the Phillies would make a lot of sense. I too. like that. I it's like that. Just going to that too. I really think it makes sense if they he's going to go to a he's going to go to a contender that might be you know looking for just one more piece to me. So I don't really have a right. specific team for him, but yeah, any of those middle of the road playoffs teams make sense to me. Cool. Next guy I had was um, a guy that I think people are forgetting about because there was some injury um, was Andrew Heaney, and I want to talk about Heaney for a second. Heaney was on the Angels. He was just kind of like a mid pitcher nothing really crazy special then he went to the yankees and you know when he was on the yankees it was like oh man this guy's getting shelled like every outing and then he had like a couple moments on the yankees where it was like dude this guy's dominant you know but he was he just had so much shelling that you couldn't really see it and then he goes to the dodgers and just becomes absolutely nasty now granted he had injuries so he missed some games he played of course my computer's slowing i'm pulling it up he played um 16 games this year you have him up uh yeah i got him pulled up yeah he played 16. Played, yeah, it is 16, 16 games. Yeah. And he had a 310 ERA. Um, that's really good for a guy like him. And if I'm the Dodgers, I'm going to look to retain him. You know, if that's what the Dodgers do, the Dodgers do need, I think, one more pitcher in this rotation, possibly two, depending on Bueller's health. So yeah. I think it makes sense to keep him. They've clearly um, unlocked something in him that other teams couldn't. Yeah. But if not, I can, I don't know why I feel like the White Sox are going to go on, in on pitching this year and he could be a guy that ends up over there if he doesn't get any more offers. But he is um, 31 years old, so I think he's looking to get um, some years on his contract. And I think I think LA would be the smart move. They clearly know how to use him the right way. Yeah, I think they're going to resign him. Uh, he is. He, yeah, we're, like we we're talking about, he was pretty much an underperformer everywhere that he was at until he got until to the Dodgers. Like, I think the Dodgers are going to lose Anderson, so I think it makes sense that they resign another lefty and they keep Haney. Right. So I, I also like him for your Red Sox. Yeah, I like him for the I like him for the Red Sox, but I would rather go after Anderson personally. I like his stuff a little bit more. Yeah, so I can see that. And then um, the last like kind of big name I wanted to talk about, I wouldn't even say he's a marquee name, but somebody who has an upside to him is Noah Syndergaard. Was on the Angels, got traded to the Phillies. Um, only played ten games. I swore it was more, but Baseball Reference says ten, and he had a four twelve ERA. He pitched pretty good in the playoffs. I think they're gonna a team that's gonna sign him is probably gonna do a one year show me kind of deal. I think he's going to be expected to start at least 25 games this season now that he should be like fully recovered. Yeah. Where do you see him going? I really don't have a good spot for him. I mean, I'm thinking somebody like somebody that like maybe like the blue Jays, you know, they, do team need that they can throw him at the bottom of it and just let him show me what he's got. Cause he's got so much potential. They could probably sign him on like a one year, $10 million contract. Right. I'm not huge on Noah Syndergaard anymore. Another guy we we're talking about a little bit before the podcast. I just, I think he's just very injury prone. And his stuff, it just doesn't seem to be that same electric stuff that he had back in the day. He used to be so overpowering. It just doesn't really seem like when you're watching him, like he's catching guys off guard. Like, right. He looks like guys are real comfortable in the box against, against Thor. I think in the right place, he'll do really well. I I really like St. Louis for him to think, and tell me if you, if you feel I'm wrong about this, I think St. Louis is going to have a hard time attracting pitchers just because like their, their catcher right now is so in question, like without Yachty. Yeah. You know, people have raved about how great it is to pitch the Yachty. And right now, like they really don't have, you know, that anymore. Yachty's gone. So I think yeah. they need, I think STL needs to go sign a catcher like immediately or, or yeah, I could see them going out and get like, catcher yeah, maybe they go out and they get like Sean Murphy from the, from the, uh, from the A's. That would make he's sense. Apparently on the market, he's probably one of the best catchers on the market. He's not a great defensive guy, but you know, he's a good hitter and he fills the hole. I could see him going out and getting Murphy and then signing, you know, one or two pitchers. 
Because a lot of these guys that we talked about today, like we're talking about like Haney, Syndergaard, you know, a lot of these guys are guys that I think you just kind of have to plug into a team that's already established. Right. And just have them fill a hole. You know, this besides the top, top guys like the Verlanders and the DeGroms, you know, the pitching free agency market this year is not exactly like a. There's a lot of like a lot of like back end guys. A lot of yeah, back end guys. We're, yeah. Not a lot of like twos. You know, it's either a one right. or it's a five. <laughs> so. Right. <laughs> I don't really see him going anywhere and being like a difference maker. You know, I think you plug him in and let him, let him work. So yeah, he was five, seven year, five and seven this year with a four ERA, you know, 58 strikeouts and 20 walks. It's not exactly great splits. So yeah, maybe put him into like the blue Jays or the Cardinals and just let him, let it's him It's going to be a show. Let, let him see what he could do. He's still young. He has time. So it'll be, Hey, yeah. give, here's a year, take it. Let's see what you can do with it and play yourself yeah. into another big contract. So yeah, I'd like to see him be successful, but he's a good dude, but as far as injuries go, I, it, it really hurt his stuff. Right. No, I agree. There, there's a couple other pitchers on here. We're not going to get crazy into them, but just to name a few guys that um that are to look out for that can really slot in anywhere of a team that's competing like back end. Michael Waka, he had a really good year with Boston. Yeah. Um, Zach Elfin had a pretty decent year with um, Philly. I like Wade Miley a lot. He's getting up there in age, so we'll see where he ends up. But, yeah, you know, Taiwan Walker, Jameson Tyone, Sean and Quintana are all guys that can slot into uh, the back of the rotation and, and be pretty good for yeah. you. So I really think those guys are up for grabs anywhere. Yeah, and I think a lot of those guys are probably going to end up just re-signing based off qualifying offers and whatever. Like we talked yeah. about Evaldi a little bit. Evaldi's looking at getting an extension out with the Sox. I think Eflin might go back to the Phillies just depending on what happens. Uh, Manaya might go anywhere. I honestly don't know. Right. So a few of those guys, I think they're just going to re- Yeah, he did have a down year. He went from being an ace in, in uh, Oakland, Oakland to being maybe a three, four, five guy now. So Place to my point about you Oakland. never know so. what these pitchers. Yeah, this, this, pitching, this pitching free agency class this year, a lot of guys that are inconsistent, a lot of guys that are injury prone, a lot of guys that aren't going to move the needle. They're maybe just going to be guys that put you a little bit over the hump or they give you a little bit of pitching depth. So Right, got to get guys in there to eat innings so I can see see some of that. Yeah. Um, last guy, I guess, before we close it out, what do you think of Tyler Anderson? Do you think he's got a big contract coming? or? I don't know because he wasn't – he's just another guy. It seems like the Dodgers unlocked him and other other teams didn't. You know, I know he pitched for – what he pitched for? The Rockies for a little bit. Right. He was kind of mediocre. He's got good stuff. He, you know, I think I could see like the Red Sox going out and signing him. I would like the Sox to go get him. We're talking about between him and Haney. I like his stuff a little bit more. And he was really, really nasty for the Dodgers. So he was. He had a really good year. Yeah. I think a big market like, yeah, Yankees, Red Sox. You know, I we were, I feel like we've been talking about those two teams a lot, but those are two teams that need to spend this offseason. He had a six seven war. I didn't even he or I'm sorry, he had a six one war. That was that's a really good uh yeah for, good yeah. for Tyler since. So yeah, go out and get it. Yeah, I would see, I could see him getting out. Maybe he gets three years, sixty million dollars, twenty million dollars a year. Make him like your two or three pitcher. I think he fits in perfectly in that. Yeah, spot, absolutely. So. I like that for sure. Yep. So that's all we got for um, pitchers. Um, next week we have an interview planned with uh, MLB former umpire Al Kaplan. Uh, it's going to be a good interview, so definitely look out for that. I'll be posting it probably Sunday. It's been pre-recorded. So that's all we got for today. Unless you got anything else, my man. No, no. I just want to say to all the everyone that's listening to the pod, we really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much and. You know, your guys' feedback does mean a lot to us. We're trying to improve the podcast every single day, every time we do it. So, you know, any feedback, you could just DM me, Joey, Harry, anybody. And, you know, it means a lot to us because we do want to make this podcast just anything that you guys want to hear. You can send topics, whatever you guys want to hear, any improvement ideas, we'd love to hear them. So go ahead and send them to us. And, you know, we really do appreciate everybody that does listen to the podcast. So thank you guys. Thank you. Yeah, we should be, uh, we're going to maintain through the off season. We'll be covering free agency. Obviously we have a few more interviews planned, hopefully a little bit more I can get. So we'll see what kind of goes on, but stay with us through the off season. We got some cool stuff coming. So. Mm-hmm.
All right. We'll see you guys next Thank week. You guys. Thanks very much for listening to The Ball Club. Make sure to like and subscribe. See you next time. <laughs>